We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. If you want to follow me on Twitter, and it's Tuesday, August eighth, and hit those thumbs ups. We need we're, we're we're slacking on the thummy thumbs recently, right? I've been looking later. It's like what 15, 20, 20 thummy thumbs. I know I have I, I know I have ten fingers. I know I only have two thummy thumbs here, but you must have a thummy thumb at home. So hit that like button, hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live, the YouTube chat, early birds, the regulars. The regulars are here. Defic, what what does? Nerdy Tanner, Jay Simmons. Good morning. Good morning. It's Tuesday. Still MLB. Did you play Spencer Strider yesterday? <clears throat> Sorry. I mean, I did I was fine. I was fine. Under nine and a half strikeouts. I was pretty good there. So didn't didn't necessarily I, I was rooting for his demise. A lot of people in DFS not necessarily were. Uh, so I, 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 had a, I had a decent day in props yesterday. Uh, not so much in DFS, but <laughs> props, sure. Uh, because there, there's edges everywhere. I just want to make it clear. Like I, I, I think, I think so, so many people get get caught up in in edge chasing. Is that a better way? Is that is that a sexual thing? I have no idea. Edge chasing? Could that be one? I don't know. Uh, and that they their 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 head goes in like eighteen different directions. Oh, I got I got a a, a props here. I got an underdog. I got prize picks and a and I I, I got I got a there's 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 a, the alt lines in NFL preseason NFL NFL preseason showdown. And then it's like like oh well PGA off you know the off peak PGA season. Okay, there there's an edge there when the, when you know like. Patton Kazire is 11K or something like that. And you're like, what is going on in this world? You know, like, and people look around, NFL's going on. And it's like, oh, MLB during September with all the call-ups. Oh, there's that. Oh, there's a lot of edge there. WNBA. Oh, oh, projections are, you know, are off there. It's 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 information arbitrage. College football, you know, following the news and everything. Like, people are just, just, like there's edges everywhere. You don't have to do them all. You don't have to do them all. Best ball. 
There's one, right? Seems like I need to get into best ball. It's like, oh, do I do best ball on underdog, on DraftKings, on drafters? And then then there's multiple sites. And then then you have to track stuff. And like, dude, dude, you don't have to do everything. There are edges everywhere. Just because someone doesn't do something doesn't mean there's no edge there, right? And that's why I wanted to bring up uh, uh, a question posed by by Two Gun on on Twitter, and uh, and I want to bring this up as as I, I I try to promote this show as as a thought process show, right? We're not I'm not talking here every day about formulas and stuff. Oh, this is how you calculate and blah blah blah. And here's the distributive analysis and regression to the whatever. I'm just making up you know, sentences that I could because you know that goes over the head. It's like. You can get directionally to the same point by just thinking through, thinking through, having a broad knowledge of of some basic statistical concepts, and then just walking through and getting to certain answers and weighing certain variables, problem solving to some to some degree, where you're not just like, oh, I, what are the numbers? How do I plug it in? What's the what's the answer? Because a lot of times there isn't an answer. There isn't a concrete answer. Nick even says in the chat, at this point, almost 99% of my volume is on props now. Playing so low in DFS has been a great mental health exercise also. Yeah, dude, you you you, you don't have to play DFS. You don't have to play every slate, right? Find your edges where you can. And a lot of times props is, uh, you know, you don't have to you don't have to really do any kind of game theory-ish type of what are other people gonna do? The market's the market. Just get there early and get the best number and have some amount of the bottom-up projections of some type. And then and you you're fairly competitive at worst. But I like on this show promoting problem solving. We're being presented with what looks like an answer, and then being able to to pick apart and go, well, is this exactly true? And is this exactly true? Is Does this work exactly the way that it should? So I want to bring up two, two examples. Uh, I'll get to the, the, the two gun tweet in a second, but like I gave, I gave up, I gave an explanation to someone in, in our, in our discord. Uh, feel free to sign up rotogrinders.com slash, uh, slash discord and then the regular MLB channel about, like MLB has a lot of variants, right? MLB has a, a, a crap ton of variants, right? And the, and the outcomes aren't normally distributed. So, I mean, it can be all over the place. But so many people get, and you see this in all sports, so many people over, vastly overestimate like the difference between like the good plays and the bad plays or whatever, a good play and a mediocre play. If you want to, call them plays. So I gave the example and just just so someone could visualize someone with, without without a statistical background could just like visualize it. I told them I told them they could go to random.org. Okay? So let's say let's say that this top stack or whatever like that like put in put in like 25 85 or something like that, right? Into the random number generator, 25 to 85. And then generate like 10, like 10 different numbers or whatever, a certain amount, right? Well, I'll, I'll put the, I'll put them down on this little spreadsheet, right? So put 25 to 85. And that represents like the top stack of the day. 
That's the range of outcomes, 25 to 85, right? So we here go here, go 74. So we're going to put down 74, right? And then we're going to go 25 to 85, 68, 68, 25 to 85, 26. Okay, we'll put 26, right? Let's do two at a time. 61, 41, 61, 41. Let's do let's do a couple more. Just to highlight how how small the differences are. 40 61 again. 40 61. Do three more so we get up to 10. 48 47 71. 48 48 47 71 okay and then i said the worst stack or whatever a bad stack 15 to 75 that's the range like it's 10 off and now generate 10 numbers so we'll do that 62 32 25 62 32 25 62 32 25 49, 69, 54, 49, 69, 54, right? It doesn't look all that different, right? 60, 37, 60, 37, and two more, 51, 40, 51, 40. Now, does the top line look that much different than the second line? I mean, you get some 74, you get a little bit higher. But if you counted the wins, right? So that's the top, the best stack, the best stack, and the versus the the worst stack. So it'd be one and oh, two and oh, three and oh, four and oh, four and one, four and two, five and two, six and two, six and three. Seven and three. And some of these are very close. We line them up. So like 70-30. 70% of the time, the top stack beats them into just 10. Obviously, it's a very small sample size. But I, I wanted them to do that in a sense of like just seeing the output and saying, would you be able to tell that if we kept on going and we randomized like all, all, the, all the, the order or stuff, like, would you able be able to even with your naked eye necessarily be able to tell the difference between the output of the, the of the higher range, twenty five to eighty five versus fifteen to seventy five or whatever that whatever it was? Would you even be able to tell? Now you may get it right like seventy percent of the time or something like that, but a lot of times you're not going to be able to. So that's that's how that that's how the range is. That's how. The difference between the best and the worst is. So imagine the best and like the second. Imagine doing 15 to 75 versus 16 to 76. Like I'd rather have 16 to 76 as my range than 15 to 75. But how much better is the 16 to 76? You barely be able to tell the difference in a very small sample size. Even in a large sample size, you probably could barely tell the difference. So just to convey to this person, like, 
how how small the differences really are. And that's why in DFS, playing against, you know, average Joes or whatever, a lot of times the highest projected players go X percent owned and like the tier underneath them go dramatically too low in comparison. Because one guy is the the best wide receiver play. Oh, he's, he's 7K and he projects for 20.8. And this guy is 7,100 and he projects for 18.6. It's like, obviously the first guy is, and the first guy will be 20, 24% owned. And the second guy will be 8% owned. It's like, that's the that's the inefficiencies in DFS, right? Because yeah, one is one has a higher expectation than the other, but to the extent that one should be three times more owned, I mean that's the game that you play in DFS. But when people take a look at data and they look take a look at you know sim output or something, and they go, well, this stack has a thirteen percent chance, and this stack has a ten percent chance, and this stack has a seven percent chance, they just automatically like got to play the top stack. This was like the second top, the second highest stack, and it turns out the thirteenth highest stack was the win with the winner. What the hell? All these numbers are wrong. It's like no, you're just looking at them wrong. It has a lower probability, but that's the difference between fifteen to seventy-five versus eighteen to seventy-eight. Like that's the difference. That's it. That's all it is. And I say this as an example. Although, I don't know if you're if the guys in the chat could point out. Why is this slightly wrong? Like if you if you were a math person, you'd look at this example and go, you, the concept you're trying to show is spot on, but the output is not necessarily correct to the to, to the perfect degree. Why would that be? This is the thought process type of show of okay, this sounds in theory, right? You'd look and go, yeah, yeah, the top stack. Top stack is 25 to 85. Worst stack is 15 to 75. So going into the random number generator and going, give me a random number between 15 and 75 or a random number between 25 and 85. And that could properly represent the outcomes of those ranges for, for an MLB stack or something, something like that. Why is that flawed? Although the, the I mean, the, the concept is is accurate. The concept is, you know, what I'm what I'm trying to convey is true. The example is flawed. And why would that be? If you want to post it in the YouTube chat or give me a thummy thumb while you're at it, I'll always take those thummy thumbs. The main reason why this is technically, technically, not the not a perfect example. Defix says can only use five or nine for each stack. Now, that's not even, I'm not even talking about, like, it could be anything. So we're not even talking about stat, we're talking a play, a player. There we go. Spastic, spastic toasters, conic, con, yeah, I, I wouldn't name it that. Not each outcome is equally weighted. That's that's correct. When we go into a random number generator, and I say 15 to 75, the distribution of outcomes is linear. Meaning there, you know, the the chance of pulling a seventy five or a fifteen are equal. The chance of pulling a forty eight or a seventy five are equal. This result set, essentially, we're telling the random number 
number generator. I want a result out of the set of 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, all the way to 75. I want it just random. There's one of each, right? And I want one. Draw one at random. The thing is, is that distributions in DFS are not linear. I mean, could some be? I guess maybe. So for instance, when we have 25 to 85, right, there's 60 in between. Let's say it's a normal distribution of some type, close. That middle is going to be like 55. But there are going to be a lot more 55s than there are 25s. There's going to be a lot more 54s than there are 26s. There's going to be a lot more 53s than there are 27s. You see? Because the distribution goes like this. So when you say 25 to 85, like it's going to be a, a lot more around 55s to choose from. When you say 15 to 75, and the mid, mid zone is like 45, there's going to be a lot more 45s. A lot more 45s to choose from here versus the amount of 45s there are from the other set. Because the distribution is is more normal. If you want to call it normal, that's fine. So a random number generator doesn't know that. And you would have to tell it, you know, I want to set 15, 15, 16, 16, 17, 17, 17, 18, 18, 18, 18, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 20. Like you're, you're adding on till you get to the middle and then you come all the way down. So you get, you're not going to get, 15 in the same likelihood as getting a 45. You're going to get a lot more likely to getting a 45. That's what makes this, this example technically flawed. But the concept that I'm looking to portray to, to someone that it's like, well, what the top stack is a 12% chance and the second stack is a 10% chance. And when the top stack fails, Everything's wrong, and they throw up their hands, and they go on tilt, and they cause a tangent. They go, I can't believe the eighth, the eighth best stack who only had a 7% chance. Like, well, the top stack only had a 12% chance. It's like, we're not talking about, about like, one's a lock and one never happens. Like, that's essentially what I'm trying to convey and, and show that the differences between the two, even if we did the random number generator with a normally distributed Result set. You'd still, we'd still put it out if we did 10, 20. You may still not be able to tell the difference, right? It'd be a little bit, a little bit more likely, but still not be able to tell that greatly the difference. And which is, which is the point that I'm trying, that, that I'm trying to put out. But thinking in terms of hearing that and going, well, what, what's, what's the flaw to this? Is this technically correct? And thinking through and go, oh yeah, it's the, like these results shouldn't be random. They should, they shouldn't, they shouldn't be linear. So no, this is not a perfect example. But a lot of people just stop and say, oh, that sounds good. They may get to the same point, but it's technically inaccurate. Right? The way that we got there. It's flawed in some way. So anytime you think through something, think through, okay, what are the flaws? What You can get to the same point and be like, yeah, you, you kind of get to the directionally there, 
But like the methodology is not perfect. The methodology is flawed, even though you're more likely to get there than not. Daniel Hutchings says, humans are really bad at thinking about randomness. It's one of the biggest edges in DFS. Yeah, I mean, to me, this is the biggest edge. Quantifying stuff and saying everything's a probability and one's 68% and one's 52% and one's 34%. Well, most of the world thinks in terms of one's 98% and one's 2% or 100% and zero. That can never happen. So let's think through, and this is this is also the reason why defining words matters a lot to me. Because the words mean different things. So don't just blindly go in and go, you assume X. And they re- they're really meaning Y. And then you then you confuse yourself. So Tugun asks, where do you think a player can get a bigger edge between DFS and best ball? And he's even giving DFS two options. If you think you need a whole season of play or even just one week of DFS is greater than best ball in terms of edge. So he gives, he gives the, 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 the choices. Where do you think a player can get a bigger edge? Best ball or DFS? And DFS, if you need the qualifier, DFS over the course. And we're talking about an NFL season. So like, just consider... Don't consider the showdowns. Don't consider just 18 main slate, 18 full slates of NFL versus 18 weeks of best ball, right? It's, it's an 18-week season. Where do you think a player could get a bigger edge? But obviously, if you look on the screen, you could see what my answer is. But if you're in the chat, answer, answer, what, what do you think and why? Because I put down DFS even just for one week. But it depends on how you calculate edge. What do you mean by edge? So for instance, do you consider I have a 50 I have a, I have a 50 percent edge on one on one thing once. Or I have a 5% edge 18 times in a row. Which which is which is better? Well, the second one may produce a higher ROI, a higher raw volume of money. So are we talking about expected return? Or are we talking about expected profit? Like, what do you mean by edge? For instance, like if you tell me that there's a 5,000-sided die, right? And if, I, if I'll get paid a billion to one by guessing the number, that obviously is a humongous edge. Or do I want uh, to coin flip for for 1.1 to one? 10 times, a, 10 times a day for the next six months. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The first one obviously has a humongous edge, the biggest edge by far. But the second one has the higher expected return. Because your expected return on the first one, I mean, you're going to get a lot of zeros, a lot of nothings. Then you're going to get a billion dollars at some point. Something, Something like that. People look at best ball as like it's its own thing. Oh, like, oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna have a portfolio of drafts or whatever. And obviously, best ball can be split up into I'm not talking about like best ball mania, the puppy, or whatever, whatever that they call it. You know, the large field, two million the first place. I'm talking about best ball, you had 10 team league. You each put fifty dollars down and you find just leagues, and that's it. There's no larger contest. It's fifty bucks each, and the winner gets five hundred bucks or whatever. There's some type of rake there. And grinding those out. But I think what people don't get is that your edge gets more and more diminished. An edge that's available gets more and more diminished. The the increase in variance, the, the higher increase in variance. Variance variance is is the benefit of in DFS. For weak players, there wasn't much variance in DFS. I mean, I the game the game the game wouldn't exist anymore. People would have cleaned people out way too quickly. And we think of there's a lot of variance in DFS, but think of the amount of variance there is in one DFS slate. Week one NFL, week two NFL, week three NFL. How much variance is there? Yeah, a lot. Now compound that over 18 weeks. That's how much variance there is in best ball. Especially when it comes to the large field best ball contests. Like how much edge can do you think that you could possibly have in a large field best ball contest versus the Millie Maker in, in on DraftKings? I think you have a I, I think you have a way bigger edge in the millimaker than you do in best ball. Remember, we talk about where does the money come from, right? Defic has the, has the correct, the correct mindset. This is why you think through stuff. Where does the money come from? Bad, bad lineups, bad players. Defic asks, what's the percentage of bad lineups in best ball versus DFS? I'm more aware of it in DFS than in best ball, but let let's let's say it's let let's let's break down best ball versus DFS when it comes to like a ten team league, right? Just a ten team, just a just playing a ten team league. That's it. Just a ten man in in DFS, right? Fifty, thirty, twenty, and that's it. 
in DFS, like how many mistakes can you make versus how many mistakes can you make in best ball that cannot be overcome by variance? And that that's to me, that's the key that cannot be overcome by variance. Now in DFS, like in a 10 man, you could, there aren't that, there aren't that many players that are going to just like play injured players, play lineups that are 70 points lower projected, you know, like, like really, really bad lineups. Now you may, you may find out of the 10, you may find one that plays a lineup that you look at and you go, why'd you play a lineup that's 28 points lower projected than anyone else's? Okay. So you found one of them, but like construction, well, oh, this guy didn't stack. He played a quarterback without a wide receiver. That isn't that big of a mistake. And that type of format isn't a mistake. In a 10, it's much more of a mistake in, in a large field than it is in a 10-man. But it's not that huge of a mistake. Oh, he didn't stack. Oh, he, he played, oh, he played the uh, he played two, he played two running backs from the same team. Oh, and they're both 4,500 or something. Is that how big of a mistake is that in DFS? So how big are the mistakes in DFS? in comparison to to best ball that can be made a lot of times it's, pro- it's projection wise and in dfs i mean we've take a look take a look at the millimaker dude take take a look at the bottom 20% of lineups in the millimaker compare them to just a reasonable set of projections aggregate whatever anywhere plate iq project of plate iq whatever our grid iron iq projections the blitz projects anything. And then just download all. I mean, it's gonna it'll take you forever. Just in Excel, just to load all the lines. But take a look at the bottom 20%. You'll see, you know, you're playing lineups that have some mean projection of like 107, 113, right? Some of your chalky ones will be 121, right? Like that. And then you'll see at the bottom, they'll be like 78s, 82s. Right, eighty-five, sixty-four. I mean, you'll you will see that down there. You'll see tons of that. You also see plenty of like I played the best play lineups, and you'll see like one v ones of like like five percent of the field is playing like a one v one off of like the top plays from the whatever, the highest own possible lineup. They're seeding so much first place top 10 equity by doing so. That represents like in the millimaker, that could represent like 35% of the field. I've seen in like week one or something, 40% of the field. It's the softest contest in all of DFS. Other than the fact that most of the equity is in first place and it's hard to realize it. Then we take a look at best ball. It's like, what are the mistakes that people make in best ball? Like, how big of the mistakes can you can there be? Like, if 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 a random Joe just picked based on the site's ADP, which may not be the most efficient, right? The whole point is to exploit that. But let's say they just chose an ADP based on the site. How big of an edge do you have over that person? Very similar to like golf. 
If you play a 50K lineup, how? what's the difference? Has What's the big mistake of playing a 50K lineup in, a P, in PGA? Unless there's like, even, even if like, oh, a 10K guy is priced at 6K. Like there aren't that like, you're not going to find many golf lineups that'll even 3K on the table. Like most, most of the bad players are just, if they spend 50K, they're fine. Basketball, you get all this arbitrage opportunity because of injuries. That spending 50K, you're maybe $5,000 behind because other people are playing guys that project so well, it's like they're playing a $55,000 lineup. So in best ball, like how, what, are, what are the mistakes? Let's say in the first round, I took the fourth wide receiver from some team with the 101. I took Randall Cobb. And then I went by ADP the rest of the way. You would think it's like, oh, this this person's this person's dead. Are they? How dead really are they? If taking Randall Cobb with the first pick and first pick of the entire draft, and then you did everything else just with the top-rated play, right? Now that's a big mistake, right? Taking first round equity with Randall Cobb or something. Nico Collins. Oh, he may actually have some value. I don't know. Something like that. Like how big of an how big of an edge do you have in that in that in that, in that draft? If it was only a ten team league, how big of an edge do you have over that person? In a ten team league, I think I think it's more so than in a, in a large field. Well, it's part you're part of this league, but you also, you know, you're competing against hundred thousand other people. Like oh, well, I was in a draft with someone that drafted Randall Cobb with the one on one. Boy, there's a lot of edge in best ball. But is there? Let's say you get two or three of those people, right? There's there's 20% of the field. 30% of the field. We'll even get up to the, the example with DFS. Let's say we get up to 40% of the field are drafting. They're drafting three quarterbacks in the first eight rounds or something. Some something that you would look at and go this is this is a quite obvious mistake they don't draft a wide receiver until round 12 they have six tight ends for no reason right you take a look at those lineups and you go oh boy boy i have a lot of edge but how much variance is there in in, in best ball well it's just like dfs variance it's just it's compounded over 18 weeks 18 weeks of variance on top of each other. So yeah, the guy that drafted Randall Cobb 101, he still has a chance to win your league. Now, if he continues to make the Randall Cobb with the 101 and then, you know, the backup quarterback for whatever, for then, then it's like, okay, this guy's, this guy's throwing, this guy's colluding, if anything. You're not going to find people that are that bad. If you take a look, it's all oh, this person took. All oh, this person took someone that they that most people are taking in the tenth round. He took him in the fourth round. Oh, oh, this this person oh, took took this quarterback, but failed to take any of his receivers. Oh, the oh, this guy, this guy, this guy took took that took the handcuff took, took three running backs from one team. Like if you go to like the you know you go to Spike Week with the, you know Eric Bynum for. I mean, he talks about it. Talks about this a lot. That 
It's like this is this is a like a a mean a median mistake. But it's not it's not a be all end all of this. You do not do this, and you do do that. There are instances where these outcomes do have, like taking three running backs from the same team. Well, one guy rushes for 200 yards, gets injured, and the next guy rushes for 200 yards and gets injured. And the third, like there's there's a world where that happens over the course of an 18 week season. And that's how much variance there is in best ball. So how 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 big of a mistake? If 40% if 40% of the field are making mistakes of even that nature, how far behind can they be? Versus you. Versus, oh, I I got all my best ball stuff. I got all my projections. I got all my my constructions and simulations and everything like that. And we see in the NFL, there's going to be like 47 injuries. There's going to be, no matter if they're injury prone or not, like, oh, the guy that you selected in the second round in 38% of your lineups is now out in week two for the rest of the season. And it turns and it turns out in some instances that Randall Cobb becomes the number one receiver for the Jets or something because Aaron Rodgers is there and it's like I need Randall Cobb and next thing you know Randall Cobb is having a career research. I mean that's a very small percentage of the time but you understand what I'm saying that someone that someone that took some some weird guy in the tenth round or reached on something you know gets paid off and there's a lot of those entries there. How much far ahead can you be in those large field contests? 10-team league is a different story. You tell me there's three or four people in there that are drafting crazy? Yeah, and if you want to grind, if you could find, if you could bum hunt best ball leagues, I think it, I think it, the 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 edge could be worth it. But remember, you only get you're only gonna have a, be, the ability to realize it once. Best ball is just one one slate, one long slate. DFS we've even taken out. Like if you want to say DFS, but over over a season, I think that's an that's that would be the obvious answer. But even just one week, I think you have a higher edge. You have the higher edge is available in the DraftKings Millie Maker, and obviously in other contests as well. There's more of an edge there than than there is in in best ball, because the fact the fact that you're only going by one slate in NFL actually is to your benefit. There's probably less variance because it doesn't compound over 18 weeks. You may say like, oh, in one week of DFS, there's a lot of variance, less than in a, an entire season of best ball. But in best ball, how big of a mistakes? How big of the mistakes can you make? I think in DFS, you could actually make bigger mistakes that cannot be overcome with variance. Well, let's say let's say you you draft you you you're taking you know the fifth wide receiver for this team, the third tight end for that team, the poorly projected running back. Like it's like, dude, you need. You need multiple things to like happen to make up like the amount of air in one week. You need to make sure that the fifth wide receiver who's only gotten three snaps in the past two games, he needs to score a touchdown or two in his three snaps. And 
you need to hit the right defense. And you need the 1% on running back for some odd reason to get two touches. You need in one week. Like you build lineups like that, you're 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 dead. You're dead. Best ball. If you're off, if you're off on ADP by two rounds on average, how far behind really are you? I mean, you're behind. If you simulate it out, you you would be behind. But can it be overcome with variance? Absolutely. Over 18 weeks, over one week, no, but over 18 weeks. Dude, take a look. Take a look at the the, the the finalists or whatever. Take a look at the playoffs last last year on like underdog. You found whack ass teams. There were there were there were people in the, in the week eighteen that had lineups that had rosters that were like Jesus Christ. How did, how did anyone draft this? How was it overcome through variance? So how when there's so much variance in best ball, how how big you could think you have a big edge. But do you really, do you really, for one slate, it, right? Because remember, if you compare slate to one DFS slate, one best ball season is a slate. How much variance is there? There's more There's more variance in best ball than there is in DFS. And when, there, when there's more variance, it actually benefits the bad players more so than the good players. Variance is, variance is not your, skillful players don't like variance. We want people to make mistakes that can't be overcome with variance. Have less variance in the sport. So yes, I agree with two gun degrees. I mean, to, I mean, essentially, you could tell the fact that he's just split out DFS that that was the answer. Because if he just did best ball in DFS, people would say like, "Well, do you mean just for one week or just for the whole season?" And people are like, "Oh, for a whole season." Like you figured easily. And this is not just like. Me saying, oh, you should never play best ball or anything like that. No, go ahead. Right, even like wakey-wakey. Best ball is way softer, but the variance is just way more. Way more injuries over a full season and just just swing your return. For example, the Bills DB injury changed millions of dollars by having that game canceled. And then obviously, like in DFS, like if you're like, okay, I'm going to put $1,000. If you had to choose, I'm going to put, uh, you know, $1,800 in best ball. Or $100 a week in DFS. I think, I mean, you'd make more money. Let's say you have a 20, 20% return in in best ball, right? 20% edge of $1,800. Or let's say $2,000, right? Because there's also the Thanksgiving slate and everything like that. So let's say 20 slates of DFS at 5% or 20% edge for 2000 for one best ball. So that's 400 bucks. Imagine putting the 2000 and getting, you know, 5% edge, right? 100 bucks. Now you have 2100, 5% edge, $105, 5% edge, 5% edge. Over and over and over and over and over again. You'd make, more, you'd make more money. You'd have a higher overall return and your variance will be lower. So yeah, I thought, but it's a it's a good it's a thought. How do you think through this? Because you could say, oh, best ball, best ball has I could have a thirty percent edge in best ball, versus a five to ten percent edge in DFS. And if you're using that as the term of edge, you'd be like, okay, well the answer is best ball because it's softer. 
like, yeah, but once you factor in that you can play DFS every day, every week, over and over again. And even if you didn't, like once you factor in variance, variance in best ball is way higher than in DFS. Like that kind of wipes out, you know, the your distribution of outcomes for, for the returns probably be much more consistent in DFS. So yeah, so talking talking through problems, thinking through things, right? It's a thought process show. Give me those thummy thumbs. Thummy thumb, thummy thumb, thummy thumbs on your way out the door. Oh, I'm not, I, I don't know. If we have, do we have an afternoon baseball slate tomorrow? Maybe we do. I don't know. I think we have just have the DFS pregame show. If there is any early slate tomorrow, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll build some lineups for that tomorrow. If you got any questions, obviously send them in. Questions at theoryofdfs.com. Theoryofdfs.com is also where uh, you get the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. You want more of this type of thought process stuff? It's in. That's the whole point of of the first Fundamentals Masterclass. 15 hours. How to think like a professional DFS player. The more and more you think in these terms, then you can you can solve everything. You can go, well, what does this look like? What is that? What are bad players doing here? How much of an edge can I have there? Right? How much does gut correlation benefit me? How much does this benefit this versus that? Like to walk through these types of things instead of just like thinking that and thinking there's a correct answer. And a lot of times there's not there's no definitive hundred percent right. 0% wrong type of answer. So go there. Theoryofdfs.com. Also pick up the advanced player's guide with the custom Excel tools. How to apply profitable DFS strategies for advanced players. Theoryofdfs.com. I'll see you guys tomorrow answering your DFS strategy questions, like I always do here, Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock Eastern, on the DFS free game show on rotogrinders.com.